dramatic. Look at your neighbor and say, that was real. You see, there's things in life that will come and ask to take the place of God. I mean, you're young. I mean, think about it, man. There's so many parties to go to, and really, there's only so many ways. I mean, as a young person, you can back it up. You know, once you get older, it gets all jiggly, you know what I'm saying? Right now, you look good, man. You got you know, come on. There's only so many parties to go to. There's only so many ways to spend your money. I mean, why not? I mean, come on. Let's think about it, young people. Why not just live for God when you get older? Why not just put this off right now? I mean, isn't this kind of serious? You giving up a Friday night? You you here reading your Bible? I mean, people are preparing for, you know, homecoming. People are getting all ready for this school year to pimp it out. And you're going to be carrying a Bible? And some of you older people that have already got out of high school, you mean you're going to come to church and not get 21 and get drunk or go to the clubs? You see, Solomon had spent his whole life living like a sinner. But he knew better. And at the end of his life, he said, listen, guys, you know, I was once like you. I was once young and powerful. I could do whatever I wanted. But here's what I want to tell you. Remember the creator. Remember who made you in the days of your youth. Remember it when you're young and when you're strong and when you got vision and when you want to do things in life. Remember God then. Give your best to God because the days of trouble are going to come. And the years will come when you say, I don't find any pleasure in them anymore. There will come a time where you'll begin to say, man, I don't like the party anymore. I don't like my friends anymore. I don't like just hanging out with people anymore. You'll begin to experience debt. You'll begin to own a house. You'll begin to have bills. Your kids are going to grow up and act twice as crazy as you are right now because they're always going to get crazier. You're going to get in a place where people you love are going to die. And before you know it, you're going to begin to say, man, life sucks, dude. I don't like this life anymore. You see people like that all over the place. Grocery store clerks, they hate their job. You look at people in your school, some people hate what they have to do for a living. You look at some of your cousins and people right now, they're trying to drink away their pain. They're trying to drink away their their feelings because they know that all these things have happened in life. Betrayal. People have turned their backs on them. Divorce. People that said when they were in high school, ladies, dudes that said, oh, baby, I'll always be there for you, baby. I'm always going to be there for you. Now it's with some other lady. Come on. And you feel the pain of what it's like to be alone. One day everybody is going to realize that life without God is meaningless. Look at what my man in Ephesians said. Paul, chapter 5, verse 15. Look up at the screen. He said, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Everybody say, don't be a fool. Say, Mr. T, pity the fool. But don't be a fool. It says, don't live as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are what? What are the days? The days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. You see, today you got a choice to make. Am I going to give my youth to God, or am I going to give it to a boyfriend? Soon enough, you'll be married, ladies. Soon enough, you'll be having kids. Do you want to put that first, or do you want to put God first? Fellas, soon enough, you'll be having a job. Soon enough, you'll have a car. Soon enough, you'll have a place to call your own home, kick up and watch a 65-inch TV. Hey, hello. That's this pastor's house. But anyways, one day you're going to get all that. Somebody say amen. But are you going to put that stuff first before God? You see, the days are evil. 
the days are tricky. These days are going to try to tempt you to go and do something that's not right. And then when you get the opportunity to look back on your life, you're going to say, man, I've wasted my life. I want to give you four things today to remember right cheer. Everybody say right cheer. To remember right now and here that you'll never forget as a young person. These three things. The first thing that I want to talk to you about is remember the Lord's love. Turn to Luke chapter 15. Everybody needs to always remember that God loves you. That God cares about you. The Bible says remember your creator in the days of your youth. You know what I want you to remember? I want you to remember his love. Because when somebody comes to you and they're like, baby, I love you. No, no, no. God loves me. He laid down his life for me. All you want to do is have sex. That ain't love. Hello? Come on, somebody. When somebody says they love you, does that mean they love you like God or they love you like an animal, like a dog? Everybody going around calling each other dog. What's up, dog? Living like a dog. I ain't a dog. I'm a child of the king. You heard me? For shiggity. I'm telling you all right now, live for Jesus and never forget his love. Because somebody might get you to forget God's love. I remember one time when I was in the youth group, just similar to this, there was this real pretty girl, man, my friend and I, we were like in eighth grade. She was really pretty. She was like a sophomore, junior, and we weren't living for God. And you know what we said, Jonathan? We said, dude, we got to think of a way to kiss this girl, man. How are we going to do this? So me and my friend started scheming. Man, we were pretty slick back then. We walked up to the girl, and we said like this, um, excuse me, Gabby, we, we have a problem. Oh, yeah, what's your problem? We can't decide who's the best kisser. We want to have a girl kiss both of us and tell us who's the, bo- the best kisser. Will you do that? Uh, okay. And we went into the girl's bathroom. First I went, ah, I love you, baby. And then went my friend, ah, I love you. And then he didn't come out. And then I looked back in and they kept kissing and then he won the contest. In church, I'm not talking I did that on the corner with my pants hanging down, slanging crack. I'm talking about I did that in church. Because I put the love of a woman before the love of God. Somebody say, don't forget his love. Look at Luke chapter 15, verse 1. And none none of y'all get that idea now, okay? Don't try that. Ladies say, "Uh uh-uh. All right, look at Luke chapter 15, verse 1. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear him. But the Pharisees and teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus is living on the earth, and he's eating with sinners. He's eating with people like me before I met Jesus. Man, I was doing drugs, high school dropout. Many here can relate to a life without Jesus. Here he is. He's hanging out with them. Now these Pharisees, everybody say Pharisees. These Pharisees were religious people. They thought they were better than everybody else because they always went to church. But the thing was, the Bible called them whitewashed tombs. They looked good on the outside, but they were dirty and thinking on the inside because they were hypocrites. Somebody say hypocrites. So Jesus hanging out with sinners, just being real, y'all. Sinners, I love you. Just keep it real. Now watch right here. Then Jesus told him this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. Everybody say, My lost sheep. Come on, he says, I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents. Come on, somebody. Over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not repent. Somebody say, Jesus loves a sinner. Say, Jesus loves a sinner like me. 
Say, he loved me very, very much. Come on, you know what? Jesus loves you. Never forget that. This world will try to take away your love. Avatar and cool movies, Transformers, and, and all of these artists and music are going to try to get your love, get your affection. Like, I ain't tithing into that church. But, oh, here's Drake's new album or, or Little Wayne. I'll pay for that. You know, we will give our love, our money to everything but God in God's thing. Somebody say, put God's first. Never, young people, every young person look up at me. Never. Ever forget that Jesus loves you. Never forget the love that God has for you. The second thing I want you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. Everybody say, La Cruz. Say it like you mean it, like a Latino, a Spaniard conquistador. Say, La Cruz. Everybody say, The cross. Y'all looking at me crazy. Oh, I'm crazy for Jesus. Okay, here's the next one. Never forget the cross. It's not just that little thing. I love the cross, that little piece of jewelry. Okay. No, it's not just that little religious thing you wear around your neck. Or, yeah, it's Christmas time. Or Easter. No, Jesus. Somebody say, Christer. Jesus came for you to go more to church than on Easter and, and, and uh, Christmas. He came for you to actually go all the time and love him because of the cross. Somebody say the cross. Look at your neighbor and say, I ain't a Christer. Just coming on Christmas and Easter. The next thing right here, Paul said, 1 Corinthians 1.18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Somebody say the power of God. Now do it like you mean. Say the power of God. The Bible says people hear about the cross, they think you're stupid, man. Like really? 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 All I have to do is believe in this man and poof, my life changes. Yes. You mean really, really, really 2,000 years ago, this dude walked on water, raised the dead, breathed on people and they received life. And all I have to do is call on them now and it happens? Yes. It sounds like foolishness that somebody would take your place. It sounds like foolishness that God would become a man, not to come on this earth and be a pimp, but to come and be crucified by Roman soldiers, whipped 39 times until his back laid open. You could see his rib cages and muscle tissue. And then they spat upon him, put a crown of thorns upon his head, pulled out his beard, blindfolded him, punched him in the face and said, who hit you? Yes, he did that. Why? Because he loves us. So that he could take our place. He was innocent, but I was guilty. And because he died. I get to live because of his death. I live. Never forget the cross. Keep going. Verse 26. Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many of noble birth. But God chose the foolish thing. Look at your neighbor and say, you a foolish thing. See, the Bible says he chose the foolish thing of the world to shame the wise. But God chose the weak of the world. Look at your neighbor and say, you ain't strong, you're weak. The Bible says God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly. Look at your neighbor and say, you're lowly of this world and the despised. Say, I love you, but you're despised. And the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. You might say, man, why are you calling me nothing? Why are you calling me lowly? Why are you calling me despised, Paul? See, I didn't write it. Paul wrote it. That's in your Bible in the closet with all the dust on it. You can go and check that out yourself for sure. Okay, right here. Why does he say that? Because without God, you are nothing. 
God didn't look at you and go, oh, well, look at what we got down there, guys. Like, first of all, God became like one of those home remodelers, like on the show, little effeminate guys, you know. They come in, we're going to paint this whole place lavender, and we're going to put peach carpet on the floor. Yay. Listen, God does not go up in heaven and go, oh, yes, angels, look at her. Prepare a great place in heaven for her. She's so awesome and special. Look at your neighbor and say, you ain't that special. We think God looks at us from heaven and just goes, you're so special. Look at you. I just can't send you to hell. You're just too special. No, the Bible says when he looks at us, he sees us as sinners. He sees that junk we did when nobody else was looking, guys. Hey, 20-minute showers. He saw that, and he said, man, this is disgusting. And he still loved you. And he saw what you ladies would do in the lunchroom. You see what she's wearing? I can't believe she came wearing that to birthday school. Look at her, somebody. And he saw all that disgusting attitude, yeah, and he still said, I love you. I'll die on the cross for you. Look at your neighbor. Say, never forget the cross. Come on, somebody. Number three, look at that smiley face. Everybody smile. Look at your neighbor. Say, smile. Jesus loves you. Yes, Isaiah chapter 61, 1 through 3. three. Never forget the Lord has healed you. Broken hearts, broken minds, broken bodies. God has healed you. Somebody say, he's my healer. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3. If you get healed, you'll be happy. If you knew how depressed I was without God, you know why I'm smiling right now. If you knew what I used to be locked up in jail serving 40 days as a juvenile, you would know why I'm smiling. If you would know where some of these young people have gone through and how God healed a broken heart, you would know why they're amening me right now because God has been real to a lot of us up in here. And I'll tell you something, I ain't never going to forget what he did for me. Don't forget, no matter how old you get, no matter how boring you think church may be, no matter what your friends do, never forget that God healed you. It was God that was there. It was God that brought you through. Come on. Look at Isaiah 61. This this is what Jesus said. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Now look at this to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. Everybody say amen. Now to comfort all who mourn and to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of a crown of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Is there anybody in Metro Praise and Elevate Youth Group that has something to praise God about today? Has God ever wiped a tear from your eye? Have you ever heard the Lord is my shepherd at a funeral and he walks with me through the valley of shadow of death and you started to cry. Have you ever been by yourself and you felt so alone but you said Jesus and he came to you? That's the God I'm talking about. Never ever forget what he did for you. And the smile he put on your face and the pep he put in your step baby. Come on. He's the reason why we love to dance. He's the reason why we come to church. And some of y'all might be like, man, I haven't felt him like that yet, Joe. Well, you can tonight. He will heal your broken heart. You will know why we are so excited about Jesus. 
Never forget, number one, that God loves you, that he does care about you. Number two, never forget his cross, that when you were at your worst, when you were just lowly, disgusting, and all dirty, he said, I'll die for you. I'll redeem you, wash you clean like bleach, make you white as snow with the blood of the lamb. And never forget how he healed you. When nobody else would touch you, I'll get away from me. I'm sick. And people were afraid of you. He was better than a mama that would suck out boogies out your nose. He would lay up in the bed with you, put his hands on you, and heal you and raise you up. Amen? Never forget he loves you and that he has a cross that says, I forgive you, and that he has a hand stretching out saying, I'll heal you. Everybody say amen. And the last thing, never forget, everybody say the Lord's word. Turn to Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. The Word of God. What you're holding in your hand right now. The B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. Basic instruction before leaving earth. That is your playbook. That is what you need to be following every day of your lives. Ladies, it is your mirror. Put the Bible in front of you and it will tell you how to look beautiful on the inside. Fellas, it is your success manual. How to be the beast in life that you want to be yes like that guy jeremiah chapter one somebody say don't forget his word Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 4 through 5 The word of the Lord came to me saying Before I formed you in the womb I knew you Before you were born I set you apart I appointed you as a prophet to the nations You need to be able to fill in the blank right here Before I was, before I formed you in the womb God knew you Before you were born He set you apart I appointed you as what? A daughter, a teacher, a man, a husband, a wife To be something great in life Before your mom and dad got together Listen to Art Kelly Let's get it on. And you came out. That wasn't R. Kelly, by the way. But anyways, and you came out. It was no accident, even though it might have been to them. You are here with a purpose. God created you. He knew you before they even hooked up and was a twinkle in your daddy's eye on that Friday night. He knew you, and he puts you here for a purpose. Now you got to remember what he puts you here for. If you don't know yet, go ahead and start reading your Bible. He put, mother, he put women here to be mothers and to take care of children, men to be fathers. He put us here to work and to be successful. He put us here to change the world and bring peace on earth and good will to men. He put us here to be blessed. Come on, somebody. He put us here to live holy. He put us here with a purpose, and you won't find it on MTV, and you can't buy it at the corner store for $1.99. you got to go to the Word of God and never forget His Word and promise to you. Now today, you've got a choice to make in the days of your youth. What are you going to live for? What are you going to live for now? It's the days of your youth. It's up to you. Adam, would you come, please? Everyone look up at me, please. It's up to you now, the days of your youth. Man, you got a lot of strength. Right now, if you wanted to become a basketball player, that still may be a chance for that. If you wanted to get a Ph.D. and a doctor, you could start working hard towards that right now. If you wanted to get pregnant, ladies, you could do that right now. You're a young person. Really, the whole world is open for you right now. But are you going to forget about your God? Because anything you put before God ain't worth it. And then one day that thing you put before God, just like in the sketch, she put a dude before God. One day that thing you put before God ain't going to be so cool anymore. He said at the beginning of this message, Ecclesiastes, he said, remember your creator in the days of your youth. Because the days will come when you say, 
I don't enjoy them anymore. Would you stand up with me, please? I'm looking for a group of young people today that would say, I won't forget. That will dedicate your life right now and say, that's me. I was a part of a church in New Orleans before I came to Chicago. And it's a perfect example today. Two Joes. Everybody say the two Joes. You put me in there, that's three Joes. But I'm talking about two Joes, not me. Two Joes. You have Joe from the Calio. Came from the Calio Project. CP3 were Master P. C Murder. All of them rappers. No Limit Records came from. And then you had Joe Miles who came from the West Bank. The best bank, as they say. Two Joes. Everybody say two Joes. They both started coming to church. Look very much the same. Young people. Got the whole world in front of them. Athletes, good looking. 16, 17-year-old men. But Joe Miles began to say, I want to live for God, Pastor. And I started a discipleship group, kind of like what we call the 101 now. And we called it J.C. Soldiers. Somebody should have told you. I'm a J.C. Soldier. Yeah, we did it back then too, y'all. Okay. He said, man, I'm going to join it. And as a matter of fact, I actually built the program around his hunger. He was hungry, man. He wanted it so bad. He would come to church early, stay late, was there all the time. And Joe came for a minute like that. He came strong. Joe came to the altar. Joe Miles from the West Bank, he started crying. He felt it. And he said, man, I want to be like Joe from the Calio, man. I want to join J.C. Soldiers. And they started coming faithfully. But you know what happened? Girls came into the picture. And Joe Miles began to go out with girls. Eventually, what happened? Got a girl pregnant. Now he got baby mama drama. He's got things to do. He got to work. Oh, I can't come to church anymore, Pastor. I got to work. I got babies to take care of. Guess what he did? Made more babies. Never really got his education. He became exactly what the father was before him. Are y'all listening to me? I'm just keeping it real. The days of his youth. But Joe Miles, man, Calio Projects. This is the real deal. He said, I'm going to live for God. We were doing our devotions one day, and I said, man, where do you pray at, Joe? Where do you do your, your prayer at? He said, man, I pray in the bathroom. He said, my house has got drugs in it, people wiling out. He said, i got to go into the bathroom and pray. But I'm praying, Pastor. I'm going to live for God. He joined the military. He got his education in the military. He then started working by Washington, D.C. He then fell in love with a beautiful Christian woman. And a few years ago, he called me up and he said, Pastor, will you come be my best man in my wedding? I came up to Joe's wedding, proud as could be, standing next to him. He sang a song he wrote to his girlfriend about God and how much he loved her. You see, Joe made a decision that in the days of his youth, he would live for God and he would never forget him. And then the other Joe, just about maybe a few months ago, wrote me and said, Pastor, man, life ain't so good anymore. I sure wish you were here to teach me about God again. See, because sex gets old, guys. Money gets old. If you don't think so, you just haven't had a lot of it yet. One day, if you don't put God in your life, you're going to remember 
not the love, but the pain of this world. I'll tell you what you can do. You can remember him now and never forget him. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every person in this room today. God, I'm speaking to their future. God, I'm speaking to people that may look like 14, 15, 18, 19 year old, but God, you see past that. I'm talking to men that are going to be 60, 70, 80 one day. I'm talking to grandmas in this place because God, they're not going to stay young forever. And God, I pray a blessing upon them that they will not be like this generation. This generation that does everything wrong and then in the end doesn't even like what they got anyway. God, they're like that person who goes to the store, spends all their money on clothes, and then goes home and said, I don't even like these anyway. They have buyer's regret. God, I pray that this generation won't look back on their life with regret and say, why did I waste those teenage years? Why did I waste my love on that good-for-nothing boyfriend? Why did I waste my potential? Why did I throw it away when God gave me a future? With heads bowed and eyes closed right now, I'm going to pray for two people in this room. The first group I want to pray for with every head bowed and eyes closed are those right here. You would say, Pastor, I don't know the Lord like I should. I'm not really a Christian. And I haven't been living right. And I just know i got to change today. I need to be forgiven. I want to experience His love. I'm going to pray for you right now. If that's you and you're in this place and you're just saying, be real, that you're not really right with God, you don't really have a relationship with Him, He's not your closest friend. If that's you right now, nobody looking around, just raise up your hand right now before God. And we're going to begin to pray. But those raising their hands, you're going to mean it from your heart and it will mean something to God. Everybody pray this with them today. Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. I believe you died for me and that you love me. But Lord, I've sinned against your word. I haven't lived the way I'm supposed to. I ask you to forgive me, Jesus. Now everybody raise up your hands. If you sinned and you got jumped to ask God to forgive you for it, begin to confess it right now, especially those who want to make it right with God today. Come on. Nobody's perfect in this place. Everybody can confess some junk today. Just confess it on your own. Don't worry about what your neighbor thinks. If it's been disobeying your parents, if it's been hanging out with the wrong friends, just say, God, forgive me. Forgive me for listening to my friends over my parents. Forgive me, God, for giving into drugs, alcohol, sex, lying, stealing, you know, whatever it is. Come on, young people. Hands raised, keep them up like a Holy Ghost stick up. God's asking you to surrender it all today. Now keep praying. Say, Jesus, I've asked you to forgive my sins. And I ask you to come into my heart. And now, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your cross. Now I want you to listen to this before we pray. Every hand raised, if you mean it tonight, I want you to say this with me. Jesus. I'll never forget you. Come on now, keep it real. Somebody need to go a little bit further than that right now. Come on. Come on. If some of y'all just want to start coming to the front, you can. But y'all need to keep it real. Some of y'all just need to say, come on, I'll never forget you, Jesus. If you just prayed that prayer and you want to come up to the front, you can. Some are already coming. I see a lot of you up at the same.